0: This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. It is such a brief account, a small story tucked away in a list, if you will, of the many other accounts our Masters healed the multitudes. In Luke 6, verse 17 through 19, it describes the crowds who were there to hear Him and be healed. I expect that you are familiar with the teachings that He gave recorded in Luke chapter 6 the comfort that the Lord gives to those who are suffering, and the anger that the Lord has for those who seek to be praised by men because of their good works. So that's the context for the short narrative that follows, which for me is one of the greatest teachings in the Bible. It's in Luke 7, verses 1 through 10. The account begins by saying that a centurion slave was ill and near death, and when the centurion heard of Jesus, He sent elders of the Jews to him to plead for him to come and heal his servant. No doubt the centurion thought that Jesus would listen to the Jewish leaders and they would be able to convince our Lord that he should heal the slave, a person from God's chosen people. So in verses four and five, the Jewish leaders plead the case for the slave's life by assuring our Lord that the slave is worthy for you to grant this to him. For he loves our nation and has built us a synagogue. For many of us, it seems like the perfect candidate, someone that seems worthy to continue good works. I mean, he was patriotic. And for many, that's critical, right? I don't know, maybe he he organized patriotic festivals and parades. But don't forget, he built an entire synagogue. (laughs) That's impressive. I mean, he built an entire church building, and he's a slave at that. Sounds pretty worthy of living longer, right? So after listening to the Jewish elders plead for this worthy slave's life, our master agrees to take the journey. When Jesus was nearing the house, the centurion changes his mind. He gets nervous, and he sends friends to stop our master from coming closer. I mean, that's kind of odd, isn't it? He has his friends tell Jesus, Lord, do not trouble yourself, for I am not worthy that you should enter my, under my roof. Therefore I did not even think myself worthy to come to you. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I am also a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to the other, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. Do you hear it? Do you hear his embarrassment? Do you hear the heartache that the centurion has for his own soul? Do you hear his confession and his admittance who Christ is? Christ did. And that's why our Lord, the Savior of the world, said that he marveled at him. He marveled at his great faith. This centurion, this non-Jew, this man who was not from the house of David. And those who were sent, returning to the house, found the servant well, who had been sick. And Jesus healed him. But it wasn't because the slave was a patriot. It wasn't because the worthy slave had built a beautiful building to worship God. And it wasn't because the slave, a faithful Jew, had compelled Jesus to heal him. It was a humble master. I realized that, that he was not worthy. And in that confession, he became worthy for his slave. I, I, I struggle with this, this, this subject of worthiness, and I've, I've thought a lot about it over the years. And I've talked to many godly women, and I still struggle. You see, I believe it's important to hold up those who are doing great works to spread the message of the kingdom, who stand strong on the wall and warn us of an attack. And those who stand fast in the face of Satan's firing darts, they give me strength and they give me courage through my own struggles. But I can't help but think about the slave. I can't help but think about the Jewish elders who held up the worthiness of the slave based on his good works. That, that didn't make my master marvel, even though I believe that they are important to our God. But when I read of all the wonderful passages that assure me how special I am to my God, how special we are, so much that our God gave His only Son to die for us. You see, in every one of those passages, they remind me that I am nothing. I am not worthy on my own, in my own good works. You see, I I cannot sustain myself in this world, and I cannot save myself for the next on my own worth. That's what I hear in the words of the centurion. I am not worthy to come to you. We are loved beyond measure. We are pitied and blessed, Psalms 103, but... We are not worthy, for He knows our frame, and He remembers that we are dust. Verse 14. Now, we're not worthy on our own, ever. And only a faith that never forgets that, and is willing to confess that, only that kind of faith can make our Savior marvel. We hope you enjoyed this program.